Oh, sweet mother of termite milk. Wait, what? 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 What is termite milk? I don't know. I just said it. Why are you talking to yourself? I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know anything except that this is the Harland Highway. I'm Harland Williams, and you are here listening. These are things that I do know and that I'm very, very happy about. I'm glad you're here today. Great to have you guys. What a what a show we have today. Um, we are going to be talking about dildos. Yes, yeah, you don't get that on a lot of podcasts. We're going to be having an in-depth dildo discussion. The psychology of seeing a dildo. And this comes not from me, but from one of the pavement pounders. Today's show, we have several calls coming in from you, the pavement pounders, who call me and leave me your comments. And we're going to talk about complaining. Is complaining good or bad? It turns out it might be good. Uh, We're going to be talking about movies, sex in the movies. We're going to be talking about a, a they see a psychology of, of a dildo. I know you're like, what? And I'm like, just listen to the podcast and you'll find out. So basically today's a lot of your phone calls. We're going to get into them. We're going to reply to them. We're going to have a lot of fun. I appreciate you calling in. So here we go. This is the Harland Highway. <laughs> just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. I am out here for you. You don't know what it's like to be me out here for you. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. I'm funny how? I mean funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. Like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. I'd buy that for a dollar. (laughs) What was it we had for dinner tonight? Well, we had a choice, steak, fish. Yes, yes, I remember. I had lasagna. What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? It's like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. That is thought for some amount of things to say. Welcome to the Harland Highway. I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing blue. Hello? Hello? Harland, this is Mike from Portland. I just want to make this quick. I was listening to your podcast talking about movies, superhero movies in particular. I have crossed them off my list. I will no longer waste any time with superhero movies. You see, there are movie fads. Every era has them. In the 80s, there was falling in love with inanimate objects like mannequins or mythological creatures like mermaids with Tom Hanks and the movie Splash. Those are all great movies, but they're all sort of regarded as, yeah, they're kind of like hokey and uh, campy for their time. I feel like in this era, these superhero movies are going to be frowned upon. They will not withhold the test of time. For example, there are so many X-Men movies with that title, I don't even know the story. I watched the first three a long time ago, and they've made other movies that don't even follow the same premise, but they still have the same actors like Wolverine playing the character. It doesn't make any sense. They're silly. There's a stripper character in this one. Uh, She's got tattoos that turn into butterfly wings, and a week later she's a bad guy, and she's Manning a nuclear submarine. She's in. She's got the controls. I think it requires a little longer than a week's training. Then, you know, I'm sorry. It's so silly to me. And then the movie Transformers, they've got this old bot, like he's the elder bot. And I don't know what planet they come from, but the engineers or the people who created this huge elaborate machine that can transform decided to give it arthritis. So it walks with a cane. I, why would they do that? It's it's a giant machine. They could build it to 
I don't understand. Okay, so it's all silly to me, and none of this will withhold the test of time. We will all look back on this one day and laugh, and these movies will be swept under the rug and remade again and again and again. The Hulk movie, same thing. We're just supposed to forget. I'm sorry, I won't take any more of your time. Thank you. Enjoy your show. Have a great day. Oh, I feel your pain. I feel your pain. It's it it's it's crazy. I know none of the movies make sense. None of them tie together. It's it you're very accurate and uh you know, on a certain level you have to suspend disbelief because, you know, if you're walking into a movie that's about machines and people that shoot webs and humans that can fly and all that stuff. Well, of course you've got to you've got to abandon all sense of reality, but you're right. Uh at some point uh, if they're going to create this world, stay true to the world. You're right. Why would they create a transformer with arthritis? First of all, machines can't get arthritis, okay? Your toaster does not break down because it has sore joints. You don't take your TV into the TV repairman and say, yeah, you got any Advil extra strength? My flat screen's got arthritis. I mean, it's just silly. It doesn't make any sense. They're silly. I hear you, man. And look, I don't mind the imagination and the inconsistencies in the stories. I get it. It's, it's, it's like, you know, I wish the scripts were tighter. But like I said in my in my last rant, I just can't stand when nothing makes sense. I'm okay when some things don't make sense, but when the whole movie doesn't make sense and, and going back to the, the heroes being big crybabies, I don't like that stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, the last podcast I did, I actually apologized at the end because I was like, oh, man, I'm complaining too much. Because, you know, I don't want to be Mr. Negative. I don't want to be Debbie Downer. Uh, so I don't like to complain too much on my podcast. I like to keep, keep it up and, and positive. And, but I'm such a movie fan that I, I guess I got a little, ah, and I had to start beating down the movies. But uh, I, like I said, I apologize for complaining. And then I got this phone call. Hey, Harlan, how's it going? I was just listening to your most recent uh, podcast. You were complaining about social media and Spider-Man, and uh, that was a good podcast. I like to hear you complain once in a while. And uh, you're right, Spider-Man did suck ass. And the guy, Electro, though, he was an electrical engineer, not a janitor. I just thought it was funny that he thought that he was a janitor. And uh, also, I think social media is for pussies. All right, man. Peace. More complaining. <laughs> See? There you go, man. I love that. I love that phone call. Oh, man. That was perfect. You know, the, the, uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> let me encapsulate. Spider-Man sucked ass. Spider-Man did suck ass. More complaining. More complaining. And social media. Well, I'll, I'll let him say it again. Also, I think social media is for pussies. Social media is for pussies. Oh, that was a great call. Thank you. I, You know, maybe I will do a little more complaining here and there just for fun. You know, but I, I, I never want the show to lean towards being, like, too negative because there's enough of that in the world. But you, you're right. Sometimes, now and then, it's fun to complain 
just got to let it out. Have a little complaining fit. I like to hear you complain once in a while. So on the theme of complaining, uh, why don't I play another phone call where one of our other listeners, one of the pavement pounders, phoned and did a little complaining of himself uh, of, of a very unusual kind of uh, topic. Here it is. Mr. Williams, I was watching uh, TV yesterday at 6 p.m. I was watching Spike TV, watching Cops. And there's this commercial for the movie Neighbors with Seth Rogen. And at 6.30 in the evening, Seth Rogen, in the commercial, has a dildo in his hand and he's flopping it around. It was really quick for about a second. And I was like, with my girlfriend. And I was like, what? 6.30 in the evening, it's not past 10 o'clock like, I didn't know they could do that. I mean, I'm not a sensitive guy or anything, but it's just, like, kind of a new level for me. It's like, that's kind of offensive, I guess, if I had a kid around or something, you know, right there on TV. So, anyways, thought it was a little far. Have a good one. Chow mein, baby. Wow. That is a, li- that is a little crazy. Um, yeah, you don't, you don't expect to be sitting up around 6 p.m., Watching TV and you get a dildo in the face, you know you don't want to. You don't want to see see a dildo. You don't want your uh, kid to be sitting there and going, uh, "Daddy, why is that uh, man got a penis in his hand?" And for us, it's like, "Oh, it's a dildo," but that's through our eyes as adults. To a kid, uh, how does a kid understand? How does a child comprehend? A male penis not being attached to the waistline, attached to the body. How does a kid uh, wrap his head around a penis being detached from the body and in another man's hand? And he's waving it around. How how does a child compute that? Daddy, why has that man got a penis in his hand? Did he pull it off of somebody? What? I don't understand, Daddy. How do you explain that one? And it's an interesting it's an interesting complaint to have because there's a sub-complaint to this complaint where you go, oh, my God, that's inappropriate, a dildo, a kid, a, a, we're watching TV, 6 o'clock. Oh, my shocking, disturbing world has just been rocked, which is understandable. But then you also go, my goodness, what is a penis? What is a dildo? A dildo is a reconstruction of a penis, which is part of the human body, which is the same as the buttocks, which is the same as the breasts, which is the same as the vagina. I mean, it's all just, um, you know, it's all just part of who we are as, as our human anatomy is. And the fact that we are so sensitive to seeing our own nudity has always been a bit disturbing. And you kind of go, as, as humans, as adults, you go, why, why are we so offended by our own nakedness? Remember the whole Janet Jackson affair when, when, when a nipple popped out and the world almost stopped? Why? Why were, why were we... And I can't say that I was offended by it, but why were we so 
so mortified by it. And the question I'm asking is, is are, we, are we programmed? Are we brainwashed to think this way? Or is it something instinctual where we just are repulsed to see our own, our own private body parts? I have a feeling that society has kind of programmed us this way. Because i got to tell you, I think I've talked about this years ago. I used to live in Germany, and, uh, you know, they, they would do their game shows in the nude. They, they would read news in the nude. People uh, would disrobe in the park and suntan. People in, in Spain and Germany and Europe, they take their clothes off all the time in public. And people treat sex more as just a, a an extension of, of their humanity. They're not so, uh, they still don't have the taboo on nudity and sexuality and nakedness and all that stuff. And so you ask yourself, well, gee, Harland, would we like to turn on the TV and just see people having intercourse and uh, showing their breasts and their buttocks and their, their front, frontal parts? And part of me goes, well, no, of course not. But then part of me goes, I don't know. Should we? I'm not talking about just a blatant porno movie, but how many movies have you seen? Okay. Like theatrical releases where there's a lovemaking scene, right? But yet you'll never see any type of insertion. You'll never see a a woman performing fellatio. You'll never see a man performing cunnilingus. You'll never see penetration. You'll never see a sex scene filmed, even if it's done tastefully, to get across what the actors are doing on screen. Okay, they won't show the graphic part of that. So you take any any classic or or uh, contemporary movie that you've ever seen, let's say Basic Instinct, that Sharon Stone movie that was very sexual. Would it have been out of line to show Michael Douglas actually having some some uh, intric- intricately filmed sex scenes with Sharon Stone in the context of that movie. I think they got it on two or three times in the movie. Would it be, have been tasteless? Would have would have been morally wrong to actually, because they're portraying sex in a movie, that we actually film them having sex in a movie and being able to sit through it and... And maybe if the if the uh, the movie is a movie about people having sex, and they're aroused on screen, is it wrong for people in the audience to get aroused by a scene in a movie in the context of the movie? I'm not talking about a porno movie where it's just that's all you watch is people having sex. And let me draw a parallel: when they show someone getting murdered, or tortured, or beaten up, or a fight scene extremely graphic you'll see scenes of 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 knives chopping people's faces in half you'll see people getting shot repeatedly you'll you'll see uh scenes of torture where people are getting their body parts ripped open you'll see freddy krueger put his claws through a kid's chest You'll see someone rip someone's heart out. You'll see someone run over by a car. You'll see someone dismembered, pulled in half, 
etc., etc. Very graphic, violent. And they do it in the context of the movie because maybe the movie's about a murderer. And this is how he kills people. So why then can't they show a couple of human beings in a love scene, in the context of the movie again, making love? Why is there such an uproar? So I'm glad you called in with that that uh, that phone message. Because you even said at the beginning of your message that you're not a sensitive guy. Right? I'm not a sensitive guy or anything. And you're not a sensitive guy, but yet somehow you are a sensitive guy. Somehow you were sensitive to this this visual this visual uh dildo on screen and it, it, it irked you, it it concerned you. And here's what something I find quite fascinating is that you actually put a time frame around your sensitivity. Listen to this. What? Six thirty in the evening, it's not past ten o'clock. Like, I didn't know they could do that. See, that's, that's a little uh, interesting to me. That's a psychological tell that somehow society or the powers that be or the people who run the all-powerful media, they've got it in our heads that we can't see nudity before 10 o'clock at night. I mean, at 10 o'clock, I'm fine with seeing a dildo on TV, but at 6 o'clock, how Dare you put a dildo on TV at 6 (laughs) o'clock? Like, wait a minute. Who cares when you see it? Who cares what time of day? So it's a very interesting uh, thing that you bring up to me. And and I guess I guess it's 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 one of those things where it's it's like you go, when when do we have total freedom? When do we just have complete freedom to show things? that humans do uh, without being offended. And and if you're going, well, you can't, I, I get it, Harlan, I get it, a movie's one thing, but television, come on, man. And I submit to you, look at every single show on TV in prime time, and I'll, I'll tell you this, probably about 70% of them are CSI and uh, Code Blue and New York Murder and... Uh, person of interest i mean most of these shows are about people getting butchered and murdered and shot up so they have no problem showing brutality and horrible violence in prime time but god forbid they showed two consenting adults making love in a graphic nature would that be so horrific i don't know I don't know. Is, is that something we don't want to see? Or w- if we did see it, would would we just settle into it and be, okay, okay, yeah, well, that was beautifully shot. That was... It, it's interesting where our limitations are when it comes to graphic uh, portions of, of humanity, of who we are as humans. It's like... It's interesting. It's just interesting that, that violence has somehow made its way into the okay books and a kid picking his nose or, you know, t- two people making love on a bed is repulsive or, or something we would write in and complain about. 
so I'm glad you called. Interesting uh, point of view. And, um, you know, you you have to sit down and look into yourself and, and ask yourself after making this call, well, are you really that sensitive? Or have you been programmed to be that sensitive and, and you just kind of, and I'm this isn't, I'm not making fun of you or I'm not saying anything negative to you. Did some kind of motor response just make you spew that out? You're like, oh my goodness, I just saw a one-second clip of a dildo on television before 6 o'clock. Oh my goodness, I'm repulsed. Now, are you really? Is that is that really coming from you? Or is that coming from all the years of, of programming, psychological programming from society? Interesting. Interesting question you raise about yourself. And in doing so, make the rest of us have to think about it. And at 6.30 in the evening, Seth Rogen in the commercial has a dildo in his hand and he's flopping it around. It was really quick for about a second. And I was like, with my girlfriend, and I was like, what? 6.30 in the evening, it's not past 10 o'clock. It's like, I didn't know they could do that. I mean, I'm not a sensitive guy or anything, but it's just like kind of a new level for me. Well, there you go. Uh, and lastly, it, it sounds like, and here's why I'm wondering if you were programmed, because at the end, it sounds like you weren't even sure if you were upset or incensed by it. Y- your your conviction on being upset by it didn't feel convincing. It almost felt like you were unsure of your conviction and that, that led me to believe that maybe you didn't have a conviction and you were just kind of pumping out what society expected you to say. And again, this is you, not me, and I know I'm psychoanalyzing, but have a listen to kind of your unsure conviction about being upset by this shocking imagery. That's kind of offensive, I guess, if I had a kid around or something, you know. Right there on TV. Then you see, I'm not cutting you down. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, the whole. Well, I guess I was offended. You know, maybe if I had a kid around, and so I don't know. Maybe, maybe we have to look at ourselves and go and stop being offended. Stop being offended by our own bodies. Who the, who is the, who is the ass that decided that Americans should should cringe at at human body parts? I mean, if you're watching a nature show and they're doing a documentary on, on anatomy or uh, they, they show a clip of, uh, of uh, ancient uh, African tribes people or Amazonian uh, primitive tribes people and, and there's a man walking with his wazoo hanging out and there's women that are running around topless, do you cringe? Do you go, oh, my God, hide Billy and Carol. Oh, my God, hide the children. Oh, my God, there's... Breasts and penises on the television. Oh my God, did you see that? Oh, they were jumping up and down, and their their breasts were flapping like wounded chickens, and their penises were dangling like giant oh poison ivy on the vine. Oh no, you just accept it. Why? Because it's it's shown in the context of something primitive, something natural, something real, something human. You don't sexualize 
You don't sexualize a remote tribe in the Amazon. Yet, remote tribes in the Amazon have intercourse and sex and children. and But you wouldn't even flinch if you had your kids sitting beside you and you're watching a National Geographic special about the Tsetse tribe or something. And the whole lot of them are jumping around or, or walking through the bush, African bushmen walking around naked with their their big juicy buttocks hanging out. Are, are you diving over the couch to shield Timmy's eyes? Timmy, put the chip bowl on your head. Oh, my God. It's an African bushman penis. Oh, God. Someone put a couple of slices of bologna over Timmy's eyes from the snack tray. Someone put some Pringles on his eyes. I don't want him to see this. No, you're like, you would just keep cruising. And so when all of a sudden you see a, a, I don't know if this dildo was from a black person or a white person, but you see a, a dildo out of context, it suddenly becomes so sexualized and obscene and gross. It's it, That's what I'm getting at. It's the psychology of how we've been trained, how we've been roped in, how we've been, how we've been, uh, what was the uh, the term that our earlier caller used? Also, I think social media is for pussies. That's it. Maybe we've been pussified into being repulsed by our own human anatomy. Did, did, I, did I get that word right, sir? Pussies. Thank you. So, so lastly, I just want you to be sure that I'm not ripping you apart. I'm not ripping your, your phone call apart or your, your sharing with us apart. But maybe I'm saying, huh, listen to your own voice, look into yourself, and ask yourself, hmm, why am I thinking this way? And maybe go one step further and go, Maybe I'm not in control of my thinking of this thing. Maybe I have to sit down, examine it, and rethink my thinking about this. And that's not saying that's how you are. I'm just saying that's maybe a possibility, a psychological possibility. At the very least, you can ignore everything I say, but at the very least, maybe take a moment and sit down and examine why you said these words and where they come from, and are they really yours? Hmm. Provoking, maybe, or maybe just I'm overanalyzing. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a great big bag of dirty old... Pussies. Thank you. Yes, maybe that that's maybe what I was looking for. So there you go. And, hey, I want you to know this, too. I really appreciate your phone call. You know, again, my analysis is not right. I, I kind of I kind of try to stir it up and ask questions more than I, I try to create answers. I think it makes for a fun debate. Uh, but I do appreciate your phone call. And all you guys have phoned in. Thank you so much. Great to hear from all of you. Great phone calls. Always like to hear from the ladies. Ladies, we don't get enough phone calls here on the highway uh, from you. Now, you always hear about, uh, you know, all this war on women and inequality of women, and I would never want women to think I'm always playing phone calls from men, but I know I have women listeners. They write to me. They tell me. I meet them when I go to my shows. So, ladies, stop being so afraid to phone in. 
I want your voices to be heard right up there with the men. So any of these topics or anything you want to talk about or leave a comment on, please, please, please call me. Take the Pringles off your eyes and call me. Please. Because uh, I love to put your voicemails on the show as well. We want every every side of of uh, of, you know, the genders. Every side of the gender. What does that even mean? Why did I even say? Yes, we'd like every side of the genders to be heard. What? 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 <laughs> this is just about the dumbest thing I've ever said. I don't. It makes no sense. We want both genders to be heard here on the highway, and uh, I think that would be a lot of fun. And you can call in too if you're listening, and you want to uh, give me feedback on what we just talked about, or you want to you want to give me your own take on something. I'm. I always have a fun time trying to pick things apart and and psychoanalyze them. And half the time I'm probably way off base, but maybe I find a little nugget that gets you you, you thinking. Who knows? I'm just a nutbag out here blowing in the world. Okay, that was probably more stupid than all sides of the gender. Okay? I'm a nutbag out here blowing in the world. I think I better get out of here. I'm just, I'm losing all credibility at intelligence right now. I'm going to go watch Basic Instinct and imagine Michael Douglas and Sharon Stone having real sex. How's that? Uh, Anyways, if you want to phone in, please go to harlandwilliams.com, okay? It's easy to do. And right there on the homepage, you'll see the phone number for the Harland Highway. And you can phone in, leave a message, put it in your cell phone so... If you're out there and you're inspired to leave a voicemail, it just comes to you. You can call. You never have to talk to anyone. It's strictly a voicemail machine, and you get to say whatever you want. Just don't go on for too long because I think it cuts off after about a minute and a half, two minutes. So love to hear from you. Also, if you uh, don't have the courage to call, you can write me at harlanwilliams.com as well, and we'll we'll read your email on the uh, on the show. If I if I love it. Um, also, while you're there, check out my stand-up comedy uh, schedule. I've added some new tour dates. I got a lot of stuff going on uh, starting in in September. Going to be uh, loading up the tour machine and coming to your town or city to do stand-up. Hope I see you out there. Um, you can also join my YouTube channel. No strings attached. No weird emails. No gimmicks. Just every time I put up a brand new video, you get to see it before everyone else if you subscribe for free. Um, check out allthingscomedy.com, which is a podcast network where you can find this show and many others. Jake Johansson and Bill Burr are there. And uh, if you're going to buy stuff on Amazon click on the link on my webpage and we get a little kickback there nothing big but a little something to help lower the costs of the harlan highway it's like a little like a little uh little free gift for us um and that's it tell your friends about the harlan highway for god's sakes how dare you deprive them of all the fun we have here how how dare you deprive your friends of the dildo analysis that you get here. You're not going to get in-depth dildo analysis on any other podcast but here. So please, don't be so selfish, you dildos. Wait, what? (sighs) 
Okay, that's it. We are going to wrap it up. Oh, thank you so much for being here. It's been a pleasure. And uh, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, you know the drill. Chicken chow mein, baby. Oh,